do, huh? Who gonna love you like I do, huh? Nobody. I was listening to me. granting herself permission to actualize her highest self. <laughs> Why are we popping our mouth today? Oh. You know, I watch um, I watch this guy, Darius Cooks TV, and yeah. he's hilarious. He's snapping me on his him. mouth like that, and I, I listen. Anyway, so our topic today, the title of this episode, Glory, is <laughs> She Lives on purpose folks whoa purpose yeah snap out of it snap us out today purpose. wake up wake up wake up wake up <laughs> <laughs> purpose wake up <laughs> was that a crescendo it was Okay, so listen, like this is real talk. It's cold as hell in Chicago. Okay? Cold. Okay. I woke up this morning and I looked at my phone and that thing said 23 degrees. And I was like, listen, if I didn't have to go outside my house today, I would not. I absolutely would not. And I rolled around in bed and I just I just couldn't get up. And I'm like, I don't want to go outside. I was like, you know, maybe I can call and see if we can do this episode, like, via phone, you know, which is ratchet as hell. (laughs) And we've never done that. That would be interesting, though. We've never done that, and we never Mm -hmm. will, unless there's, like, some, like, type of snowstorm where I physically can't get here. But I got my tight ass up. I say tight because she's in personal training. Tim got you together, girl. You and Tim, I've seen the, I've seen the progression. And I got in the car, started her, and drove my ass here. Because she's in the driver's seat of her life. Did you know where you were going, though? I knew where the fuck I was going. Did you? I ain't even used no GPS today. And I always use GPS. And I come here every two weeks. <laughs> Still don't know where I'm going. <laughs> All right, Southsider. Listen, listen. She navigates the Southside. But I thought like I thought it was just so interesting thinking about this episode of of just having a purpose and and knowing what you're doing and and why you're doing it. And I was like, listen, I personally feel, and I said this to you that our last become she episode with Tanya. Shout out to Tanya McKenzie, girl. She lives on purpose. Yeah, I'm still unpacking her. And I thought, and I told you this, Nicolia, that I feel like if we stopped Become She today, I feel like that was the episode that we were supposed to do. Like, that's the episode I'll forever That was the replay. epitome. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, nah, you gotta get up. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> keep going. It's okay. Even on this cold winter day. So, this episode is going to be an interesting one. How so? Be- because you know we always share our tea. We never, 
We never just talk at our audience. Like, y'all done heard a sniffle and talk about some deep-seated family issues. Like, it's therapy. Like, yeah. Y'all know, y'all know a lot more about us than we probably ever imagined disclosing. This is, these are facts. <laughs> All facts. These are facts. <laughs> to the point, you know, we get personal phone calls like, <laughs> you know, mom's apologizing, you know, things like that. Girl. So, but that's, that's neither here nor there. This episode is definitely going to be an interesting one in that, um, you know, when you talk about being present um, behind the driver's wheel of your life and really understanding the dangers, since that is what we are discussing, which is on the Become She page podcast episodes, discussing the dangers of not being fully present and behind the driver's wheel of your life, I'm going to just go ahead and disclose something. I'm not a driver. I don't drive. I really am not interested in being a driver in the physical sense, even though so many people are. To clarify, she's talking about a physically a driving vi- a vehicle. Yeah, I do not have a vehicular license at all. Um, I could lift an Uber and do those things CTA. for the rest, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and have a personal and hire a personal driver. I know that's right. Like that's what I personally could do. Should I have a license and I want a personal driver? I don't want to drive. Should. And you know, there are some people who feel some kind of way about that. That's neither here nor there. Really? We're not going to speak on that because it's not relevant. However, when I tell you that I am very present and I have become aware of the dangers of not being present behind the driver's wheel of your life, I think Mm -hmm. that's more important to me than having Mm -hmm. um, any type of vehicular license where I have to learn the rules of the road. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know the rules of your life, come on now, come on, does it matter that you really have whatever (sighs) driver's license from whatever state? It doesn't. Wow. So. And I'm not saying that it's been a perfect ride, but it has definitely been a journey Mm. that I am um, waking up. Like, I feel like being woke is not a perpetual stage. Being woke and being fully present is something that takes practice because there are so many damn distractions. And when I say distraction, Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. There are good things. That will distract you from where you're supposed to be going. And if you're behind the driver's seat of your life, just willy-nilly on a safari trip versus actually driving or you're coasting, you know, a good thing is not always a God thing. And I've heard that. A good thing is not always a God thing. No, it's not. And I've heard that since I've been a wee little, little little person in church. Girl, you know how... Church people like to do their little euphemisms. It's fine. But some of them euphemisms be helping you through them dark times. It's true. And it's, you have to hold fast true. to that which is good. Okay? Glory. So that was one of the things that I held fast to. A good thing is not always a God thing. And you can be distracted by the good things. And you're missing out on what God has called you to. What your journey is. So I think you, I talked a little bit. Go ahead. I say? just had this thought. We do this every episode. <laughs> When I was, hmm, I was 15, and that's the age you can get a learner's permit in mm-hmm. Florida. I wanted a permit so bad. I wanted to get in the car and drive so bad. And my mom was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and my aunt, Whoa. my aunt Patsy, shout out to Aunt Patsy. She's my, she's my second mother. Love her dearly. She is not a driver. 
period. Really? She will be 60 next year, and she has never learned how to drive. She lives in New York, so, you know, she doesn't have to. But is she behind the driver's wheel of her life, though? Oh, she is. On Patsy. There's, there's okay. Leading to that. And she... Um, <laughs> She was like, nah, you're going to learn how to drive. Because I think, I think when this was, because this was like over a decade ago, and I think she slowly got in her way to know her purpose, and back then she didn't. Mm, but I think she, she kept saying, my niece is going to learn how to drive. I'm 40-something, and I don't want her to be like me. Even though it wasn't a bad thing, now she realizes. But I think that you know she, she was just projecting a lot. And so she <laughs> went behind my mom's back. Shout out to aunties. Okay. And she <laughs> paid for me to get my permit. And my mom was so pissed. She was so pissed. I was like, eh, I'm driving in my boyfriend's oh car. My you can't God. tell me shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I got my license at 16. And I remember when I got it, my mom looked at me and she was like, do you understand the danger of what you just got? That little card. And me, you know, I'm 16, yeah. I'm whatever. I'm just, you know, driving back and forth to Walmart. I ain't doing shit. Like, yeah. nothing for real, for real. And she was like, it's not you I'm worried about. Yeah. It's yeah. all the other drivers. Mm-hmm. And understand that every time you get in a vehicle, whether a driver or passenger, you're risking your wow. life. And that has always stuck wow. with me. And, and the same thing is true, taking it out of the driving realm. Just yeah. like living the physical your life. driving. Every yeah. time you step out that door, every interaction you make, you know, mm-hmm. it, it should mm-hmm. always be some type of purpose behind it, mm-hmm. I think. And this is a dangerous life we live in. Mm-hmm. The dangerous forces, energies. the energies, the, mm-hmm. the places we go, mm-hmm. the people we meet, the things mm-hmm. we see, all of mm-hmm. that. And I equivalent that with driving. Like when you, The when portals you, we step into. When you're driving, you got to be looking around you everywhere to make sure that you're good. And it's the same way as walking anywhere. Wow. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. So a mm. little while ago, I shared on my platform, on my platform, Flying Your Fly, um, there was a time where I was in a lot of pain and I was I was numb to the pain that I was in. I don't mm-hmm. think we ever, when we're in pain, deep in pain, I don't think we really grasp how deep the roots of that thing um, can go. Mm-hmm. And I was sharing with my Flaunt Your Fly audience that a lot of the things that I created, I think around the same time, become she kind of, I burst all these different things out of a lot of pain. And so I was sharing with my audience how even though these things, these movements and these babies um, are very, very needed and necessary and very good, mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people, and I don't even think I understood at the time how much pain I was in as to the reason why I began birthing these things because it was almost like a call from within myself to try to come up out of that pain. Mm. A lot of times when you're in pain, it's like either I'm going to stay here and die in pain or I'm going to do something different to move this pain, to transform it to something else. Some people go to the gym. Mm -hmm. Some people like, you know, adopt, you know, radical lifestyle changes, Mm -hmm. uh, religious beliefs. Like a lot of people do. Yeah. Cut their hair off. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, um, opening up to my audience, my platform, letting them know that, I had reached a point where I came to the realization, like I cre- I've created all of these movements, all of these things, um, out of pain. But when you're no longer in pain, how does that 
fuel, how is your movement fueled when you're no longer in pain? So to tie that back to being behind the driver's seat of your life, I think a lot of times you can do good things mm-hmm. in pain, but at a certain point in your journey, you're going to have to up the octane. Because it's not going to sustain. It's not going to sustain you Mm -hmm. to continue in a journey when if at first it started out in pain, which is fine. No one's judging the fact that you're in pain. Sometimes pain is very necessary to Mm -hmm. bring you out of a thing, but it's not going to be enough to sustain it. Mm -hmm. So when you are really honest about being behind the driver's wheel of your life and you begin to recognize what started this journey. Why did my journey start in the beginning? What am I going to need now that I'm, I'm on a different leg of my journey? And how can I transform what I'm fueling myself mm-hmm. with or what this car is being fueled by? So that's just like a little caveat to think about being behind the driver. Because you can be fully present behind the driver's wheel of your life and realize I need some this gas that I was fueling with ain't going to work. Because mm-hmm. it's short-lived. I'm not in pain anymore. Or I'm going to keep recreating more painful things in order to keep the, you know what I'm saying, keep the vehicle moving. Mm-hmm. And that's dysfunctional to have to create more painful loops or stay in a painful loop in order to keep the, the vehicle going. Listen. So that's where I am kind of currently. Like I'm struggling to find different fueling systems because I'm mm-hmm. so familiar with pain. I've... Like, pain had become a very familiar friend to navigate. And I'm pretty sure there are women out there, women and men out there, Mm -hmm. who can identify with having pain as a familiarity where you you know how to navigate it well, you know how to... It becomes like a second skin. How do you shed that skin to start a different leg of your journey while still being present behind the driver's seat of your car? You know, it's funny that you say that because... I'm thinking back to my mama. The women in my family are very, um, they're drivers. And I mean like in life and like physically, like on the road. They have no problem getting in the car and driving from Florida to New York. Mm. At like nothing. They do 12 hours, 18 hours. Me, I'm a flight type girl. Can I get there in two hours via spirit on sale? I'm there. And they're like, oh my God, you should just drive, you should drive. I'm like, no. And when I was, um, when I got my first car, my mama, I was cheap. And I was putting that 85, 87 oh. grade gas in my, in my little Honda. that later. <laughs> because, you know, I, you know, mm. I, even though I had the money, I just mm. didn't want to spend the extra on the good mm. gas. Mm. On the good gas. Mm. And I kept going and going. And then, you know, it's true what they say. What you put in is what you're going to get out, folks. That implies to your vehicles, too. And then I upgraded and I started putting that 9395 in my car. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> she juking. <laughs> no, but when you when you talk about like putting coming from a negative space and what you're putting in mm-hmm. and not being the greatest and the best, and then mm-hmm. sudden, suddenly you have this like epiphany, like maybe I need to up level my shit a yeah. little bit. But I feel like, and I hate to say this, but sometimes something has to happen drastically. For you to realize that, you know what I mean? Like some, some people are spiritual and you could have a, you could dream one night and you have a dream up, it's my time to up level and you ready to go. But sometimes some shit needs to really shift you 
to move you. Like the vehicle has to break down and you have to walk to the fucking gas station you, with your can to get the 93 instead of the 87. When you gotta pay that extra at that mechanic because mm. he's being cheap. And I'm talking to Jess. Sure was. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. And I, I, I wish I could offer something to... I wish I could offer an out to where something dramatic doesn't have to happen yeah. for you to realize that, okay, maybe it's time for me to up-level myself a little bit. And I think people, it's so easy to say, you know, the dangers of not being present. But you can be present behind the driver's wheel of your life and not be present too. Like, it, it can happen. You can be behind the wheel and not be behind the wheel. Like, right? Just living. Cruise control. Like, yeah, you can be behind the wheel. But, but that's living but not living on purpose. That's what I'm saying. So... And I, we're just trying to give you the caveats of being present and not being present, right? So being there, right? Physically right. there is not the same thing it's as not. being present. Because our bodies are literally avatars. You can be in your body and not be present. And I think that's what we're trying to get our audience in because we've been there. Like oh you, God, like yes. when I go to work, oh my God, yes. mind gone. Yep. I go into autopilot. Yep. Let's get through. Let's get through. And I do my damn job well. So yeah. there's something that's cruise controlling. And a lot of people live their lives that way. Mm-hmm. You know how to say the right things, scripted responses. You know how to mimic yep. emotional engagement, interaction, but you're not there. You're not present. You're not present with yourself. So anyone asking anything of you being in a relationship, that's a whole nother story, but you're not really present in your own body, right? And that's dangerous because all manner of evil, all manner of dysfunction, all manner of demonic activity, all manner of hauntings, all types of demons could be jumping in and out of your body. And because you're not fully present, you come back to a habitat or a home and you're like, what the hell happened here? When you finally do wake up and you finally do commit to being present, it's like overwhelming because you realize how much shit happened while you were away. Man, you said something to me. Was it last week during our planning session? Because she plans. Um, <laughs> you was like... No, it's, it's going to come to me, damn it. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to think about it. Even if it takes 30 seconds, so we're all going to be silent while Jess thinks. It's fine. She thinks. you driving, but you ain't got nowhere to go. you driving, get in the car, but you ain't got nowhere to go. Joyriding. Joyriding. Cruising. My God. We're going to revisit this octane level. Because there it is that unleaded plus and premium. I'm telling you, it makes a difference. <laughs> and we're going and we're on Angie's List.com, an article <laughs> entitled What is the difference between regular and premium gas? She has a picture of unleaded plus and premium 87, 89, and 93. So, premium or regular gasoline is the decision driver face every time they fill their cars up at the gas station. Premium is, yes, a few octane points higher, which provides a more efficient burn in the combustion chamber. Chamber, I'm not sure what that is. Says Bill Griffin, owner of Griffin's Neighborhood Auto Clinic in Farmington, <laughs> Michigan. But it is a choice. But it is a choice. Slightly better fuel economy is there, but it's not worth the huge price gap from regular to premium. Most gas stations offer three octane levels. Regular about 87, mid-grade 
about 89 and premium 91 to 93. Some gas stations may offer up to five different octane ratings, including a super premium, which typically has a rating of 93. Other gas stations may call their mid-grade plus or special and their premium super. If you're unsure based on the description, check the octane level. So basically, it goes on and on and on about the benefits of unleaded gas, the benefit of mid-grade gas, when to use it. But it just basically goes to the point of being behind the wheel and fully present behind the wheel of the driver's seat of your life is knowing what you are in fact being fueled by. And a lot of times we get yeah. distracted because we see people and we see these Instagram pages and we see this social media and we believe and we get sucked into believing that, oh, it looks so good, it looks so great, but you have to be aware of what you are being fueled by. Yeah. And not what be, are you being not fueled be by? so easily influenced by what others are fueled. And by. it can look good. It can look good where they're good going, where they're going or where they told you they went. Cause but are they fueled by 83 or 95? That's what I'm is saying. The question. You don't know yeah. what's fueling people. Right. That's, that's so hard. It, you know, it it's hard. This but morning I was scrolling through my Instagram feed and there's this nail artist that's in Chicago. Her name is lady Legs. She is dope. And she, she was ranting at 2 a.m. about yeah. how as a business owner, some days she's on such a high, yeah. she thinks she's doing great. And then on other days, she sees like other nail artists and other pages that are doing so much, so much better. And then she's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. So it's it's that very idea that and I know it's so cliche, but the you can't comparison. you can't do it. Yeah. You cannot do it. It's so un undeserving. And unfair to you. On your journey, because your journey is unique. To compare. It is. And I know that's easier said than done, because sometimes I do it. Shit. I know we all do it. But my great-grandma, shout out to Big Mama. Shout out to Big Mama. She said, I have, I only have 12 months, six months to mind my business, and six months to leave yours alone. Ooh. Ooh. I only have 12 months, six months to mind my business, and six months to leave yours alone. And if you really... Pull, hold, and gravitate toward that thing and let that thing ruminate and resonate within your shondo, you'll realize that you Damn. don't have time to even compare yourself. When you're so busy perfecting your journey and GPS in your own navigation system mm -hmm. instead of using other people's, you know, journeys as a navigation system, no. Get connected to source energy. Figure out what you're in fact being fueled by and ask God to reveal what are my destination GPS points on this journey because I'm not trying to be out here joyriding using up the best years of my life. Joyriding. And went to one damn destination I was called to go to. Oh my God. Joyriding. Driving around. Looking around. Oh, they got a Mercedes. Oh, they got this Balenciaga. Oh, distracted. Man. So, I, we have work to do. We all have work to do. Will we ever not? We're worth it, though. <laughs> we're, worth, we're, worth, we're worth it. <sighs> but the work is there, waiting. So, you know, we're going to transition to our <laughs> Dear She segment with Dr. East. We've missed her. She's missed us. She's missed oh. us, too. Um, we haven't had her on in about two, three episodes. Um, we do have a dear it's she letter true. today, so I'm gonna go ahead and give her a call. Give us just a second, folks. Oh, Carla. Dr. East. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> 
Dr. East. Hey. Beautiful lady. How y'all doing? We, we are good. We, um, we're having a heavy episode. One sec. We're trying to get this Dear She letter. We have a Dear She letter, Dr. East. And the okay. title of this episode is She Lives on Purpose. And the title of the Dear She letter is Purpose. So I found that to be very interesting. But we're going to pull it up. But how are you doing? I am great. I just finished some uh, very much needed retail therapy. Yes. stuff only for my damn self. I know I that's right. I didn't buy nothing for my husband. <laughs> I didn't buy nothing for my child. Their time will come. I didn't even think about them when I was buying anything. I didn't even go to the section. Wonderful. That's good for you. That's shit. It was wonderful. And now I'm going to go to Burger King. I'm going to get a, a fucking Whopper. Do you know why? <laughs> yeah. Because I deserve it. Yeah. I'm going to put a cheese on it. With all the onions. Order. How about that? Come on. Well, I know Listen, that. You I go know... hard all, all week, Monday through Friday. You go hard. You got to start treating yourself, rewarding yourself. You know, sometimes having a, hey, because I'm the shit anniversary. You know what I mean? You have to do yes. what you need to do for yourself. And you do go so hard, Dr. So East. Important. You do. You do go hard. I can attest to that. I can personally <laughs> attest you. to that. But we've missed you so. We have missed you so. We've had so many guests, but we've still, like, missed you. I miss y'all, too. Y'all know I'll be missing y'all. Come on. I'm missing you <laughs> like crazy. Oh, don't, don't, hey, don't do me. I have a Martin King fan right now. Don't have me. Don't you have know, I bust that in the old 90s, 90s throwback. Right. Was that the I Set It Off soundtrack? I'm I'm like, I know that you missed me. Like, my ovaries were like, what? That's right. From the gut. From the gut. <laughs> we're trying to find. Yeah, we're trying to pull up this. It's like a phantom, uh, dear she letter. What happened? I can't find okay, it. Okay, I'm ready. Hold on. We literally just, literally just saw it. Hold on, Doctor Ease. Because Hold on, become she. Honest. That's how I know that we need to read this letter because it just disappeared. It did. It. We literally had it in queue. No way. Maybe you should type in the title of it. Because, yeah, there we go. Is this it? The conversation you requested could not be loaded. Lies. Whoa, this is serious. This is the first time this has happened. October 29th is when we got it. Hold on, purpose. Hold on. Hold, hold on. Let's uh refresh the page. <laughs> Because y'all gonna get this letter today. Are y'all there? We there, Doctor. We here, Dr. East. It's just this letter has mysteriously disappeared for whatever reason. And we're trying to find it and retrieve it. Let me go to inbox. Okay. Well, Hello. while you guys are doing that um i am currently plotting how i'm going to get these bags in the house well go ahead my husband's saying half of them so <laughs> that's what i'm doing yeah. right Why? now 
wife of... Because, see, this is the deal. Yes, I am Dr. East, and I'm independent, you know, girl power, but I still have a husband who I very much respect and love. And, you know, I know my husband, and he gets, he gets a little bit more excitable about the amount of bags that I bring in. He's not looking at the fact that I didn't spend what I actually had planned on spending, so actually I'm doing well. He doesn't get that part. He's just looking at the, the bag. Right. So I think I'm winning, you know, and he's, he's like, counting what the hell's going on? So what you do is you take what you feel like is I'm winning and you kind of divide that by two because there's your opinion and then there's his opinion, okay? And you just keep one half hidden, tucked away. You bring out what you currently bought. That's what you bring in your show, see? Okay. You know what? And then that's it. And then some other time, you just sneak the other bag in. He's not the wiser, but he pops you on the ass when you wear the outfits anyway. You're good. <laughs> so we've, we, we're we going to... educated every woman out there about the get the stuff in the house technique. That's how you do it. Is that how? See, I'm not. I'm not with that. Yeah. I'm going. Well, it's too in. late because Dominic's listening and he's a producer, so it's. Mm. And if Kyle should ever listen, I wish mm. you would question me. <laughs> I'm no. walking in with my bags. What you gonna do? What you? But listen, I ain't, I ain't married yet, so maybe it's I need not, to. It's not the fact that they're gonna do anything. You know they're not gonna do anything. They know they're not gonna do anything. But it's just unnecessary banter. Why should we get his blood pressure up for no reason? <laughs> it's not going back. Mm. So you just avoid, you're helping his health. See, girl, you got to stop being selfish. You got to help your <laughs> husband. Help, help your future mate's health. Come on. It's, I've, I've heard that it's all about choosing your battles. That's what people keep telling me. Yes. I guess. It's about your approach. It's your approach to life. So we're gonna read. You know, like, you know, go ahead. We're gonna read the dear she. So the dear she letter that we wanted to read for some reason we can't pull it up. So we'll do it on the last episode of the season, which maybe that's how it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Um. So this dear she letter is called "I love my best friend, but I hate his spouse." Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Okay, so it says, hey girls, I need some advice. I'll make this short. One of my dearest friends, parentheses, best friends, aka big brother, is married to this, oh shit, cunt. All caps. C U N T. Wow. C U N T. About that, she is the C word. Okay, it's yeah. All caps. With ninja suit on. Yeah. Exclamation point. He is ignorant, racist, controlling, and insecure to say the least. Oftentimes, my best friend and I can almost never, almost never, is in all caps, have alone time because the spouse always, always all caps has to tag along. For example, we went to dinner one day because I needed to let him know about himself. He took in what I had to say, but said at the end of the night, my husband, quotates, quotation marks, my husband said next time he wants to be invited, end quotation marks. The husband has friends and he is older than my friend by more than 10 years. Mm. I love my friend, but I find it hard to talk to him because he also tells the spouse my business. Help me, please. I feel myself separating from him, but, comma, 
I'll be damned to let a man get in the way of my friendship. What do I do? Question mark. Okay, That's so deep. I'm going to tell you that in hearing this letter, I got a couple of times, so I just need you to verify the characters of this scene. Okay, okay. okay. So our letter writer is a female. Our letter writer is a male. Is a male. Okay, that's what see. That's what I needed first of all. Clarification. Okay, so the letter writer is a male, and his best friend, who is a male, female or male, male, male has has a husband. Got it. Okay, so that's what I needed to know. Okay, so now I know the players because stuff was getting confusing for me. Okay. <laughs> Who understands how 
to love a friend from a distance, you need to take back four steps back. Let him live his best life in the clouds of the dream world. And then you, <laughs> a supportive cast yeah. member in this soap opera that's about to start playing out before your eyes. Drop the mic. I'm done. Text. Yeah. Well, damn. So it's either you accept your new friendship or not. And, but if you're accepting the new friendship, still keep a foot in the door in case. Is, is the gist? In the, case. The friend wakes up and comes to his senses. But what right. if the friend never because wakes up? Genuine... <laughs> what if the friend never wakes up and keeps dreaming? This is the thing. I will, for, for, my, for my code of ethics, for my own, for myself, for the way I view myself as a woman, yeah. I don't leave my friends. I announce them and say, no, I'm taking a few steps back because I don't want to be an issue between you and your husband. I want you to be happy, and I support you in being happy. I am here for you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you time for us to kick it one-on-one, I'm definitely down for that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, three of us hanging out, I'm just not comfortable with that. I want time with you, but I'm here. You know, if you need me, you're making that story, you know, you're giving them notice. Look, I'm letting you be great. Do you know my feelings? Please no jealousy, mm-hmm. but I need a little bit more from than what you're able to give me right now. So I'm going to take a few steps back. But you stay there if that's a friend you really truly love. And do you, you have never really just leave? Do you have a conversation with you the friend or do you way. not? Well, that is the conversation. Got it. Like, that is the conversation. Got it. Because of these factors, I'm going to take a few steps because I have a definition. Like, I told my homegirl, I said, I have expectations from a friend that right now you're not able to meet. Mm -hmm. So instead of me getting pissed off at you and ruining a love that I have for you Mm -hmm. and that you have for me, I'm going to take a few steps back and just meet you where you are and not have these expectations but I love you and whenever you're ready to get together let's do this and you know what she didn't understand it she didn't necessarily agree with it at first Mm -hmm. but eventually she understood where I was coming from and now we are in the process of rebuilding now that might have taken six or seven or eight months okay and it was because of a similar situation you know what I mean and what she had to do was learn how to balance her mate Mm -hmm. and balance her friendships Instead of becoming all consuming by her mate. Yeah. And so that's, that's what this friend has to learn. And so you sit back and you allow them to learn those lessons. Yes, you can feel like I would never do that to my friend. And you probably wouldn't, but everybody matures differently. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what that friend has experienced internally in his soul yeah. that is being fed right now by this relationship. So you yeah. let him have that experience mm-hmm. and let him come to you. But you are always there. If you, that's your if that's your homie, if that's yeah. your real friend. Yeah. That was dope. Thank you, Dr. East. Um, Straight no chaser. Applying those things to my life. <laughs> Straight no ways. chaser. Straight like Well, get your that. bags in. I don't know if you've been in the bushes having this whole conversation with us. <laughs> she in the car. Um, you in the car, ain't you? <laughs> she in the car. I am. <laughs> <laughs> But we're going to let you get your bags in. I am. Enjoy your Whopper. Listen, extra cheese. Listen, listen. I'm sitting in front of Burger King looking at the sign like, you about to get it. <laughs> <laughs> you about to get it. Like, I have nothing yeah. else to do today. I'm going to spend time with my 
your best life always Un- does unapologetically right. while looking amazing <laughs> switching up the hair that's what, okay, me and mom, that's what me and moms are going to do tonight and in a few minutes we're gonna bust these whoppers wide open <laughs> well okay, okay Dr. joy e. we'll talk to you soon <laughs> bye. Love, you. Right, babies. I love you guys i love, love you too, too. bye she said she we got no time. These whoppers she, she, and she met that thing. She makes me want a whopper. <laughs> Cheese. All the onions. Onions. Well, that concludes. Uh, that was a mouthful. That letter was a mouthful. All, all these letters be a mouthful. Yeah. Well, I, I hope um, you got your answer. Yeah, it's our Dear Become Sheer. Our Dear Become Sheer. Thank you for submitting, as always. Um, so our next episode is She Things 2018, Mm -mm -mm. November 28th. It is the last episode for season six. Giveaways. Giveaways. There will be a giveaway. Um, stay tuned to Instagram to figure out how, how to possibly get a giveaway. Yeah. And we're going to read that dear she letter that magically disappeared we on this episode. We can't find it. That's the craziest thing. We're going to find thing. it. You know what? Even we got to email Google. Hey, every, we just saw the, the email. Everything on God's time. We have another episode. Did you recall the email? <laughs> Whoever sent that email, did y'all recall it? Maybe. You got nervous. No. Got a little skirt. <laughs> this is Nicole and Jess signing, signing out. out. Become, become she, become free. free.